Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us on the podcast today, Rob Croyle. Hello. Jennifer Bartlett. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I cracked her up already. Kyle, back with us again. What is going the on? The white band. Goodness. No, he's not in white band. I bands. don't wear white bands. Dang it. No. I'm better than hmm. that, Jen. I'm <coughs> better than that. Wow. Oh. Wow. Judge If any of you are wearing white vans, I apologize. Oh, my goodness. It's not. I just. They don't fit, okay? Vans don't fit. I'm okay with it because that means that I got his old vans. <laughs> and I like them. They fit me nicely. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. Uh, shortcomings. The only shortcoming was the fact that the, the, the sermon was two of them. <laughs> um, it was. It was a marathon, not a sprint. Oh, yeah, it's true. It was a marathon. It was just a, fifty minutes. Yeah, or fifty-one. <laughs> fifty-one minutes. What I'm shooting for is when Logan has to cut out the pauses so it stays under an hour. Oh, sweet Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Go and learn the meaning of this. No! That will break me. That will break me. Oh, man. Logan disappears. It's not the rapture. He's just gone back home. (laughs) She's like, I'm out! (laughs) Gonna go catch some more dead fish. You've gone full Driscoll, and I am done. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it is so... Okay, context, meaning full Driscoll. Driscoll preaches for a long time. Not a full Driscoll in the... Other Driscoll sense. <laughs> Context <laughs> matters. <laughs> Wasn't thinking that one through. The, you know, there's there's some cultures. So I, I've preached both in Africa and in Mexico. And other cultures, they expect a long sermon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I'll I'll preach a sermon. And I'm having somebody translate for me in the midst of me preaching, so, which takes twice as long. Mm-hmm. And I'm done, and they're like, "That's it." And Rob, would you like to say something else? <laughs> no, no, I would like lunch at this That's point. What, <laughs> I'm hungry, and we're going home now. Uh, the <laughs> word we're looking for is fine. Done. Yeah. Ah, uh, good stuff. All right. So anyway, let's dive right into this. Uh, talking more discipleship, uh, obviously. One of the questions that came up, Rob, remind me of uh, remind me of how this question goes if I get it wrong. But the question went something along the lines of, if discipleship is hard, am I doing it wrong? Yeah, it really kind of stemmed from, I said in the sermon that if we understand my part, their part, God's part, my part, God's part, their part, if we understand that, mm-hmm. discipleship is not complex. Yes. And this friend came up and said, I don't get at all what you mean by that, because it seems more and more and more complex. And, or and difficult, it, or as yeah. your walk's gone on, it's things have only gotten harder. Right. Okay. 
And so... Which is totally valid. I get that. Yeah, I think it was a, it's a great conversation. Uh, I love the fact that she's wrestling through discipleship the way she is, because this, this is not, will I disciple or not? Mm. It's how am I to approach discipleship and... And which is it's a whole nother level of question, and and, and some people are, are addressing the one question: Will I make disciples? Will I buy into this? Will will this define my life? Am I going to say yes to that? Am I am I going to say yes to that? And then and then other people are wrestling with: Okay, what can I learn about discipleship? How can I apply this in better ways? How can I improve? You know, fine tune my skills and those kinds of things. So I love that we have folks answering both types of questions in this series. When I think about this, when I say it's not complex, I think in terms of lifting weights. So today I I squatted 245 for five sets. I Weird did flex, five reps okay. each. <laughs> What'd you say? I said weird flex, but okay. It's, it's funny because it's weightlifting, so you're flexing. Yeah, no, it was weird, weird flex. <laughs> Strong flex, maybe. Strong flex, ooh, whatever. Ooh. Uh, it's the first time I've I've squatted two forty five. Last Saturday was the first time I squatted two twenty five. It did not seem easy. The overall movement of squat squatting hasn't changed significantly. It hasn't gotten more. It is basically the same movement. You go and, down, and, and there's come not back up. A, there's not a ton of complexity that's gone into me going from ninety five pounds to two forty five. Sure, in the technique. In the technique. Okay. However, the level of discipleship for me changed. I needed for me to learn to squat up to one thirty five. There wasn't a lot of discipleship there. I. I I learned the movement. Can I handle that on your own? I, I was, I was, well, no, I didn't learn that. It was on my own, but there just wasn't a lot to, to the, to the training. Okay, so clarify when you say there's not a lot of discipleship to the movement. There wasn't a ton of discipleship. Like it was, okay. it was a basic level of discipleship. Okay. Okay. So, so there's, you know, there's the right form, the right technique, you know, holding sure. the core. The right movement, uh, where to hold the weights, um, those those how many reps do you? But for me to go from one thirty five up to two forty five, I really needed another level of discipleship, and there's some complexity in that. And so we've been seeing a personal trainer, and he took us through a regiment for two months. He's taken us through a brand new regiment for another two months, mm. and. I needed a guy that is squatting 500 pounds to help me go from the 135 to the 245. Mm, okay. What he does to squat 500 pounds takes a whole nother level of discipleship. Mm. His, he, the movement has to be more precise. There's less room for error. Okay. And so... There is some level of complexity in the in the level of discipleship. the The thing is, is discipleship probably never really feels super easy from the standpoint that we're doing more, we're dealing with maybe more complex problems with. 
Well, and okay, so if you within the analogy, if you squatted one thirty five right now, it'd be a breeze, right? That that would yeah, that's that's a warm up. Yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, yeah, I got this all day long. Yeah. <clears throat> so the hardness, the complexity might be the might be similar or might change slightly, but the complexity is not getting drastically different in the actual movement of the squat, right? Right. But the hardness, because you've increased the weight as you've gone along, has stayed like it. Ha- it hasn't gotten easier. Oh, when I put on that weight this this afternoon, how'd I that was, feel? I was like, uh, it was a quick conversation. Lord, am I going to do this? <laughs> 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 like I'm going down. Am I coming back up? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Like it's one of those. Oh, this is a lot of weight. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of weight. And, and I think that's what people, when they're dealing with maybe more complex issues with, with people that they're discipling, it seems heavier. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that part is the basic process of discipleship, which is relational environments, intentional leader, reproducible process, you know, the understanding my part, God's part, their part, mm-hmm. that part is not complex. Right. And those are the things that if we do the same basic movement over and over and over again, we will grow, we will get better, we will be able to take on heavier responsibilities. Because yeah. the beginning becomes natural. Mm-hmm. It becomes like ingrained within your lifestyle or your squat You're style. learning... You're learning the movement. Yeah. 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 And God says, oh, Kyle is doing more. Rob, go talk to Kyle about taking on a group. Oh, Kyle's doing more. Rob, go talk to Kyle about coaching a number of other leaders, leading groups. Sure. Oh, Kyle's doing more. Rob, go have a conversation. You know, that's, yeah. that's how... That moves forward. I, I would be curious. Uh, we'd have to ask Cody. That's your trainer, right, Cody? Yep. We'd have to ask Cody. So when he teaches somebody the squatting technique, I imagine he teaches them the perfect technique, right? There's this, this is what he has to do when he squats 500. And he, he teaches everybody that exact technique. But there's more room for... Um, imprecision. Imprecision, Error. yeah. Error. There's more room for imprecision at the lower weights. And so it has to become more and more refined. So maybe it's not even that the complexity is getting more complex. It's just the room for error mm-hmm. is is lessened as you're more. as you're getting into the the heavier stuff. Which to take to the discipleship, you know, world of things, as we're talking about this, the skill set that we're talking about through this series of my part, God's part, their part, learning what my part is, what am I going to do to disciple people? What are these next steps that I can take, these tangible things that I can do? Um, With Real Life, with Share, Connect, Minister, Disciple, we've talked about these before. Um, Right, right. When I'm just starting off, when I'm initially discipling people, for the first time maybe, there's possibly a lot more room for imprecision because I'm learning how to do that movement. Um, yeah, versus... As a discipler, I notice those things and sure. some of those things I'm going to talk to you about and some yep. of those things I'm going to go, 
we yeah. can wait until roughly we can wait right. Until a little, yeah, exactly. <laughs> roughly right totally comes into play here. We will we will press on. Um, versus if if you are in there, there are discipling situations that are going to be exceedingly heavy, and that's going to require somebody who's had the experience of lifting five hundred pounds, quote unquote, right within that discipling. I'm thinking of. Uh, you know, there's there's some messy discipleship situations. Um, mm-hmm. You start to get into the counseling realm of things, or just super heavy, messy situations. Right. Um, and those require a little more experience because the the skill set to do the quote unquote squat, the uh, the form, the technique needs to be established over time and refined and perfected. Yeah. Right. Now I'll, I'll also say this. My goal is not to squat 500 pounds. Sure. Christy's goal is not to squat 245. Uh, Christy squat, I think, 145, 155 today. It's it's more than she anticipated squatting this week or this mm-hmm. month. Our design comes into play, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe squats is, is, is not the thing that I'm going to excel at. Maybe, maybe it's one-on-one relationship. Sure. And so, so we, so this isn't just about li- lifting heavy things. You know, sometimes those soft skills are harder to quantify, but they're more important mm-hmm. when it comes with people and, and those kinds of things. So, uh, from a design standpoint, most of the people that I'm preaching to on Sunday morning, they will never be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Sure, but some of those people are going to be pastors. Mm-hmm. We absolutely have people in our congregation that will be pastoring a church at some point. Yeah. And so just because your design is different than my design doesn't make you less important or less valuable. Mm -hmm. Or just because God communicates with you in a different way than he communicates with me, because I I guarantee you God communicates with me differently than my wife. I watch it up close and personal, and it's unique, and it's distinct, and it's... It's beautiful, and it can also be kind of, uh, I find it inspiring and sometimes almost like, oh, why doesn't he do that with me? Mm. But I don't need, like, I just need to know that my my relationship, my personal connection with God is super valuable, and it's exactly what he intends. And, and if he wants it to change, he's going to change it. That's... Mm-hmm. That's his prerogative, and 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 we can maybe lean into that a little bit more, and, and maybe change it because through our own prerogative too. Like, man, I want to go deeper with you, God. But you know, the comparison game. You know, like, well, Rob's called as a pastor, and and, and I'm not. What what do I do with that? Or or I don't feel like I have a specific calling. Well, maybe God communicates with you different. Maybe He's waiting. I mean. Moses was 40 when he first heard the call. He was 80 when he actually started living it out. You know, that's two two blips on a, on a map in 80 years, and then all of a sudden there's a whole lot of conversation with God. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah. It's like sometimes God waits, and in, in that waiting, now there's something big and wow. You know, and so uh, it's not really a comparison game, but... Sure. Cool. Well, uh, 
speaking of learning the skill set, uh, Philip and, and he started off, we talked about this a little bit, but Philip started off just serving at the tables. This was another conversation of, and you kind of alluded to this of, you know, you're not everyone's called to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Philip could have easily stayed serving tables and, and that would have been just fine. Other than the fact that within Philip's design, apparently he was created for more than that, and out of his relationship, sure, he did more than that. Hmm. You could have stayed at one thirty-five, but you were created for more than that. Like it's the same thing. Like you squatting at one thirty-five. I mean, it might get easier over time, but you can do more reps. Like you could stay at that and still do a good job and be. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Philip could have kept... Well, and it's not like he wouldn't have been making disciples mm-hmm. as he was serving tables. He's not. He's still ministering to people. You could lead other people to serving tables. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, God had put God put this other opportunity in front of him, and he says yes to that. Right. And I, it and it it we it, even in how we just said this, it makes it seem like well he was created for more than that, as if there was something wrong with serving tables. Right. No, no. There's I, nothing s- wrong with some that. of the most faithful, faithful, godly people that I know that that just you could see God's spirit just flow out of them. Mm-hmm. Serve tables, and they're yeah. I mean, you could have you could have stayed running your parents' business, and not not gone into not gone into pastoring. I wanted to do that. Like that was <laughs> that was the game plan. Um, however. God put an opportunity in front of you, and you said yes to it, which the, changed that path. And the more important part of me saying yes to that opportunity was experiencing God in new ways. Right. Uh, me serving as a pastor, like I've I've reaped benefit from that. But I'm I'm here in Missoula not because I think man I'm God's gift to Missoula as a pastor, um, but because I believe that. I'm going to experience God here. That's that's why I came. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm doing this, is to experience Him. I'm part of... I want to experience His glory and His creation. And like I, I believe He still wants to create, and He still wants to bless, and He still wants to uh, do miracles. And, and I'm just going to position myself where He is as it, as it <clears throat> pertains to me going where I sense him leading me. Yeah. And so if that means serving tables, I'll serve tables. If I'm not a pastor, I'm still making disciples. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that my call to make disciples actually is larger than my call to be a pastor. Right. Making disciples is part of being a pastor. Yes. Or being a pastor is, nah, yeah, it's being a well, pastor. It kind of goes both ways. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's bi-directional. But yeah, there will come a day where I will not be a pastor. I'll either be retired or you guys Ancient will get, of days. You guys will, you guys <laughs> will be tired of me. Days. We haven't said that in forever. I'll preach 52 minutes and you guys will be like, no more. <laughs> when the pitchforks come out. <laughs> uh, that's at 60. That's at 60 and 39 seconds. 
Oh. I don't know why I'm yep. thinking 39 seconds, but. All right. Man, you gave him. Just like too many breaths. Nine extra minutes and 39 I seconds just, than I did. We just can't. We just can't let this thing go over an hour. <laughs> Watch next week be over an hour. I'm preaching. Oh, next you're week. preaching. Okay, it's not going over then. an hour. <laughs> Watch it go over an hour. It'll be like real. it's never going to go. Over absolutely so not. Absolutely not. Oh man. I remember a day when you said, "Oh, I'm not going that long," and then you did. Pride comes before the fall, <laughs> there, Logan. Absolutely Bailey. not. <laughs> I will be like, "Peace. We are leaving part two next week." <laughs> hey, he'll preach two weeks in a row. <laughs> Make an eleven-week sermon series and do a twelve-week sermon series. We got that buff. We got that buffer week at the end, right? That's what we're going for. I don't know. Anyway. All right, we got a little gee whiz information here. Rob, this was a good one. Better if I go. So Jesus says it's better if he goes, obviously talking about the uh, the Spirit coming. Right, um, right. For, and the Spirit is going to come and be with everybody. And we've, put, we've uh, you know, most of us that have heard that passage are probably familiar with some teachings on that. However, there's a thought here that you had. Well... Out of all the confusing things that Jesus says to his disciples, and and he's the Mashiach, the Messiah, and and there there were strong opinions about what the Messiah does, mm-hmm. still are. Out of all that he says to me, this is one of the big ones for the disciples. What, what do you mean, Jesus? If if you can go so far as to question the, the Mashiach, right? What do you mean? It's better if you go. Well, Jesus being incarnate, wearing flesh, was limited like you and I. He could only be in one place at one time, and he could only interact with so many people. In fact, I believe that every time there was a large crowd, a large gathering, Jesus either said really hard things, like, woe to you, Pharisees, the seven woes. Mm Mm-hmm. Or he would say crazy things, like, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And then the crowds, like, dwindle down, (laughs) and he turns to the 12, and he says, are you going to? And so, I now, a lot of those people that are in the crowds, I believe, came to Christ post Resurrection and, and extension. Mm. But Jesus knew that knowing Jesus through somebody else was never the plan. My kids have to have their own faith, and so knowing Jesus through me is not, not the goal. Right. My prayer for them constantly is that they will hear his voice and know his leading. And so Jesus going allows the Holy Spirit to come in, and now through 12 different apostles and the 500 that Jesus appeared to, the multiplication factor is just exponentially higher. Yeah. The mm-hmm. impact. And Jesus says, you're going to do greater things. Mm-hmm. I, you might be able to translate that to all you all will do better, greater things than than me, like this exponential power. So that's a little gee whiz information about better if I go. 
I like it. Mm, I like it. Too. For you guys, it truly is better if I go. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to say anything to that. Do I stay or do I go now? Oh, geez. Please add that in. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe not. Depends on how long this is. Everyone's already got it in their heads. You're hearing That's it. true. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Now I don't have to add it. No, you don't. So much better than when Logan does that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shots fired. <laughs> That's just my ongoing joke with that. Yeah, that's just not going away. <laughs> Saw that coming from even a if mile it's not, off. Even if it's not true, it's it's so much fun to say. I, I see, mean, I was going to hum it, and then I'm just sitting there thinking, nope, nope, don't give Rob the opportunity. Don't give him the opportunity. <laughs> Dang it, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you did. Sorry, not that's sorry, fine. right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of Kyle. Well, that's me. Uh, you did a wonderful job. You were fantastic. Uh, you didn't straight, go fifty minutes. Like, <laughs> no, you you know, straight up killed it. Thank you. Uh, thank you. There was a like. It sounded like angels were speaking when you were speaking, which might have been because we had the reverb still turned on. <laughs> that reminds me, we had a shortcoming. We forgot to turn the reverb off on Lori's mic. So Kyle, when Kyle was using the mic, had reverb. It just like made it stay in people's head more. Yeah, you know, it was just <laughs> ringing around in there. <laughs> like, why did my head become hollow all of a sudden? Mine, That's fine. Uh, mine always is, so. Just, oh, yikes. Jen didn't notice. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I know. I, it, it Let the blonde funny. jokes start flying. Oh, man. <sighs> Rough. Rob's on a tirade today. Like, he he's, on a, he's, on a, he's on a mission to pick a fight. Uh, so Kyle, you told your story and we, and one thing that you mentioned last night in care group that we were talking was, you think that we could have broken it down maybe a little bit more with, uh, the, my part, their parts, God part. Yeah. Um, so because I understand that you thought through and you're like, I could have done this better. Is there anything you wanted to add? Well, I think what I could have done is if given an endless amount of time, I knew it was. So like 50 minutes. Like maybe 52 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to run through that story three different times. I think we could have gone through it from my perspective. Ooh, sliding doors moment. Gone through oh. it from Caden's perspective. Sure. And then, not oh. that we have God's perspective, but from quote unquote God's perspective. Sure. And looked at the different workings. Because <clears throat> I'm sure if Caden were to tell a story of me being discipled and how all that went, it would be a different perspective. Oh, mm, sure. Than Matt, absolutely. What I experienced. And I'm sure there was like conversations we had between the two of us that he interpreted differently than I did. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he sees different significant moments. So I, I wish we could get that perspective. But. That well, that but that brings up a super. I, I think it's a super good point of that there, and the reason we called this whole series "My Part, God's Part, Their Part" is there are these three facets, these mm -hmm. three angles to each and every discipleship relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, what we're seeing here in in the context of the series, what we were looking at with your perspective is the their part. Yeah, in a lot of ways, um, we're seeing it through the the their quote unquote eyes because you were the person who was being discipled yeah. in this in this scenario um at least for 
yeah. Yeah, that was my intent for bringing them into the conversation is just to remind folks of it's been so long for many of our folks that for them to remember the details of all the workings of God in their life and, and just to know that. Oh yeah, God did. Oh yeah, God. Yeah, mm-hmm. God did that in my life. Oh, He did that. Oh, He brought that person at that mm-hmm. moment. Oh, that conversation. You know. And so we we get further away from that, and we lose perspective of God is always at work, and and it's not all dependent on on me. Well, and there were so many opportunities in that story where you could have checked out. Yeah. Or it could have gone completely different. Yeah. Um, I, so that was something we were talking about last night in care group with in order to be a successful discipling relationship, all three facets need to be present and like intentional within this relationship. And if any one breaks down, then the entire situation is going to break down. And I think it's fair to say that God's part is not going to break down. So it's either their part's going to break down or your part's going to break down. Right. And to increase the odds of a successful discipling relationship, we shouldn't let it be our part that breaks down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we can guarantee two-thirds are going to work. So in, in this case, it was Caden. Yeah. Caden, Caden had the wherewithal to keep sticking with it. Exactly. Keep and sticking with it. At any point, I could have decided no. I could have fallen away. I could have done something differently in the entire situation could have been differently. Mm-hmm. But because he maintained his presence, he stayed consistent, and he stayed committed to this relationship, he assured that his part was solid, and we knew God's part was solid. So it just increased the odds of being a successful discipling relationship. Yeah. That's kind of a fun way to look at it. I like it. Which, uh, <coughs> there, was a lot of, there was a lot of things that you said yes to going through this story. There was. I mean, you said yes to the, uh, the initial... Like, uh, in invitation to mm-hmm. go to the beach. It was a beach hangout, right? It w- yeah, clam chowder um, in the beach. Clam chowder. Gosh, that sounds so good. I'm so hungry today. <laughs> so hungry, like all day long. Clam chowder sounds so delicious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, right on the beach. That sounds great. Yeah, Neptune's net, man. You should go oh, next time you're in man. California. Uh, where's that at? On County Line between Malibu and Ventura. <laughs> Done. All right. Um, road trip time. <laughs> That's a really long road trip. <laughs> Just for some clam I feel like powder. Seattle's probably quicker. Ivers. Get some Ivers. There you yeah. go. Yeah. It's Do good. We, okay, off of the clam chowder. Otherwise, I'm going to die of starvation. But uh, there was a lot of next... There was a lot of these points where you could have said no. You you didn't have to say yes. Things could have fallen apart. Um, Which... Rob, your the next steps were say the next yes, right? Um, which is uh, can be terrifying, mm-hmm. um, and it could also be a little foreign to some of us who might I don't know what this looks like. Oftentimes, um, uncomfortable. Yeah, could be that. Uh, so we just wanted to. We did a little brainstorming earlier. Of, of some possible next steps just to give some examples um, so that so that people would maybe be like, oh, hey, yeah, no, that, I could do that. Um, sure. Just to kind of spitball some ideas with you guys here, you guys being the listeners. Um, 
just to throw these out there and see if anything piques your interest. Yeah. So uh, I, I have a couple that I've asked to uh, help me plant a new care group, and they recently, as of this morning, said yes. So that would be saying yes to stepping into a leadership role. Right. Uh, stepping up to to facilitate something. Mm-hmm. Um, or learn, and, and really it's saying yes to learning how to lead. Because you're going you're gonna to disciple them in this process, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Not just going to throw them in. <laughs> Deep end. Deep end. You know, and they've they've done something similar. You know, so they've they've led a small group before, so it's it's not completely it's not, foreign. It's not completely foreign, but but yeah, it's still. I don't know. It seems like uh, when you, whenever you have a new opportunity, it it still comes with some questions. I feel like. Sure. Uh, one of the ones I thought of was, <coughs> excuse me, we've got a lot of people that have been joining and saying yes to LTGs. Um, yeah, our life-transforming groups. Yeah, yeah, Kyle is one of those. We're, we're starting that up tomorrow. Yeah, the Padawan uh, group. I like the it. Padawan, the Padawan group. Oh, my goodness. Can we call it the Padawan Pals? Why would you ever be referring to our LTG? <laughs> this doesn't seem like a common As occurrence. As the Padawan Pals. Oh, no, it'll probably be a common occurrence now because we have the Padawan Pals. Yeah, okay. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, so Life Transforming Group. Uh, and there might be there might be a couple of reasons. You might be saying yes because God might be pushing you to say, like, I need to have a better understanding of scriptures. And that's a that's a big part of LTG. Like we learn what's in the scriptures and where they are at, right, Jen? Yes, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren gets that. Anyway, um, and that that could be that could be because I need to know the scriptures better, or that could be because I'm being pushed to help somebody else learn the scriptures better and invest in that. Um, it could bring accountability. It could bring accountability. That's another aspect of the LTG that we that we work in there is that it's developing these deeper relationships, which for some people might be terrifying. If you've never had mm-hmm. a deep, vulnerable relationship with somebody and built a good friendship, especially in a, in a Christ-like you know environment, um, those are different. They're cut from a different cloth, uh, but they're they're valuable and experiencing that and digging into that is is a valuable valuable thing yeah um so last last fall one, one of my uh opportunities to say yes was i, I was talking to god I'm like lord i don't know anybody who's not part of a church somewhere in missoula like i know other church leaders i sure. know the people in our congregation you know like that it was my whole exposure as far as friend groups went and and so I started looking for opportunities to meet new people and so I joined the Redcoats which is the, the red? service arm of the uh, Chamber of Commerce okay. and there's 40 about 40 of us that serve uh, regularly together uh, more regularly when there's no covid I mind put you a damper on things but out of that, one of uh, one of the gals recently said to me, "Hey, I've got some questions. Can we process on them together? I got some questions about religion and what it what it all means." Mm-hmm. And so we have a we have a meeting set up this week, 
And that's just another say yes opportunity to, and literally just meet new people. Yeah. So meet new people and, and create relationship and create opportunities for new conversations. Kyle, you said yes to the opportunity to get baptized. I did during the story. That was a, a big yes. Something I was, you know, thinking about for a while before it actually happened, but Eventually, I did get baptized, and I think that was a necessary step in my faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, I think yeses can be a lot smaller. Like sometimes, a lot of the yeses I've had to say in terms of discipling people are just entering into an uncomfortable conversation. I can think there was once where, out of nowhere, kind of me and this guy who I wasn't super close with ended up having a six and a half hour conversation until three thirty in the morning, working through some really tough stuff. And it we came out of it being really close and we ended up like kind of walking together for a while. And I think like sometimes it's not a big act. It's not, you know, starting a care group or Absolutely. doing something like that. Mm-hmm. It can be yeah. a small in the moment just split second decision. Do you want to have this conversation or are you gonna avoid the conversation? Absolutely. Yeah sending the text to somebody you haven't talked to in a while yeah. saying hey i was like thinking about you like that's huge and then they're like man how did you know and she's like uh, i don't know just felt you like popped god into my head felt like god said text you I don't it happens yeah. and it doesn't have to be churchy it could be inviting someone over for dinner mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and just just going man i feel i feel I want to get to know my next door neighbor. I feel like I need to take this relationship, like have a more intentional relationship with this person. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like we've said hi a thousand times as we've grabbed the mail. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go further. Like we're neighbors. Sure. Allow yourselves to get deeper. Yeah. Allow mm-hmm. oneself, not yourselves, because I'm included in this. <laughs> I think probably... I sparked in my mind maybe and this isn't a big one well it's a big one and a small one because it wasn't it wasn't a huge yes but it it led to a lot of other yeses but just initially when i agreed to do an internship but the one that the yes that came before me deciding to do that was it was kind of a conversation like you described in your with the saying yes to discipleship rob but it was more of me with god saying all right all right, fine. I'm not going to actively fight your plan. Mm-hmm. Like the opportunities that you put in front of me, I'm going to say yes to. So I'm saying yes to saying yes. Right. Um, which I will put that with a caveat. God is going to do weird things with your life and you're not going to have fun with all of them if you do that, <laughs> but it'll mm-hmm. be worth it. Uh, so ca- caveat, do not get mad at me when he tells you to go to Nineveh, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't just call Missoula Nineveh. That was just in case anyone was wondering. Mean, well, and if so, the shoe fits. <laughs> I love you, Missoula. <laughs> if the fish slaps. So my friend Mike Gutterud at Real Life Impulse Falls, uh, his first yes that I remember was leading was leading a care group. And he got invited to go on a missions trip with Real Life. Okay. Now, Real Life, what they do for missions is they 
will go around the world and they will invest in other in pastors around the world, indigenous pastors, to be disciple makers in their own country. And right now, what I believe the the methodology is 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 if you are on the missions team and their missions team is 20, 30 people, uh, there's a pastor or there's a group of pastors that you have a responsibility for. You you develop relationship over the internet, uh, through phone calls. You you develop this ongoing relationship with them, and then periodically you'll go and and as a team you'll go visit. So you got the the pastor, the missions mm-hmm. pastor, and you and, and a number of other folks, and you go and and uh, do some discipleship training and and do some encouraging and and whatever else that needs to happen there. Since I left Mosque, or since I left Post Falls, uh, Michael has been, and his wife, have been to a half a dozen different countries with the missions team. That's awesome. So if you're wondering, is God going to send me to Africa? (laughs) He might. He might, because that is the kind of missions that uh, we will utilize here as a as a church that we will model our missions after the same model and um so that's that was a that was a yes a couple yeses yeah. it's taken around the world and that was that was both the things that you said we would talk about in footnotes yeah in one well I, done that is amazing I can't be concise. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> 42 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Yikes. Shots fired at ourselves. Oh, man. Cool. Cool. Let's talk about your diagram. Oh, you want to talk about that? I like your diagram. I don't know. It's a very nice looking diagram. All right. All right. Let's talk about the diagram. So I, I've been percolating on a thought. And within the my part, so we've broken discipleship into my part, God's part, and their part. Little trifecta, little milk stool, three-legged milk stool. Well, on that my, uh, of the my part, of the my part, I think that that breaks into three sections. Um. In my brain, I'm still we're still processing this, so feel free to send us an email at info at missionridge.church and tell me that I'm wrong, uh, and that you have it completely figured out, and then you can come explain it to me. But within Philip, we'll use Philip's story here. So Philip has the knowledge from the story to pick up the uh, the conversation where the eunuch is reading out of Isaiah, and he's got this one passage, and it's not necessarily an easy passage. Um, we, we look at it with hindsight and say, oh, yeah, of course, that's pointing to Jesus. But especially, you know, the, it, it's not necessarily a super clear cut, like, mm-hmm. boom, Jesus. Um, well, especially when you consider that the modern Jew still today sees Isaiah 53 as speaking to Israel yep. and not to the Mashiach. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, this, is, this is not super clear cut, but, I, but Philip has the knowledge of the text— he understands his scripture well enough to take right where this person is at 
and use that as an evangelistic moment. Mm -hmm. Awesome. There's two other things going on here. Uh, Philip has put himself in the place physically. Go south. There's the desert. He said yes to being in the place. He said yes to developing the knowledge. He said yes to being in the place Mm -hmm. with that person. He said yes to meeting with the person once he was in the place. And then there's this other aspect of his heart. Like that and that's that's kind of he says yes to being willing to invest in this Ethiopian eunuch, this right. outsider. Um so like and, and the heart one's the one where I'm still I'm still like there's this third aspect and I'm not sure what to label it, but I'm I'm gonna call it that. I, I wonder if that was developed during his time serving. If we see some of that, his willingness to disciple, I guess. Right. Well, how many people are willing to allow God to overcome distance? The the the, the eunuch traveled fifteen hundred miles plus fifteen hundred and fifty plus miles, I and mean, that's 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 as the crow flies. That's a big big trip. Yeah. So it's a longer trip than that. Uh, but Philip went from Samaria, which is a town, yeah, uh, not all the way northern, but fairly northern Israel, and goes south of Jerusalem. So um, several hundred miles mm-hmm. off of the basic instruction to go south. Like, how far south? Right. Like, am I going all the way to Ethiopia? Like. <laughs> when do I get to stop? Head south. Very vague instructions. Right. The willingness to follow God there. But then the cultural differences, the ethnic differences, the social standing differences, like any one of those three, besides the place, mm-hmm. the location, like the guy's a long ways away, like there's all kinds of excuses, you know, but culturally, ethnic, eth- Easy for me to say ethnicity, ethnically, ethnically. Is that how you say that? No. Ethnically. Ethnically. Okay. Ethnically. That's my new favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I love neo And social standing. Okay. Like for most of us, we would let any one of those things. Dissuade us. Dissuade us from engaging. Sure. I might have all the scriptural knowledge. I might be put in the perfect place to minister to people. Like, there's all sorts of heathens at my job that I need to tell about Jesus. Why did I go into a southern accent there? I don't <laughs> I know. Don't. Are you are you a Democrat that's a, that is unwilling to talk to a Republican? Are you sure. a Republican that's unwilling to talk to a Black Lives Matter toting? Hey, am I willing to cross these boundaries? Or just enter into what could possibly be, Kyle, as you mentioned, an uncomfortable Mm -hmm. situation. Are you going to let the color of somebody's skin get in the way of you making disciples or or entering into a conversation? Are you going to let the fact that they just pulled up in Rolls Royce or that they are pushing a a shopping cart down Mm -hmm. reserve on the bridge? Right. Well, and, and so... To bring it back to my little diagram here, my little trifecta, if any of those three aren't there, it falls apart. 
yeah, back to what Kyle said earlier about making sure that you are on board. Mm-hmm. All three of these have to be your knowledge for me to be on board. Your yeah. knowledge of the scriptures needs to be growing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mm-hmm. care that you don't know that much. Grow it. Just yep. grow it. God's going to use that. Yeah. Your heart. Absolutely. Grow your heart. Maybe conversations with certain people scares the heck out of you. Grow your heart. Uh, I love the fact that one of our guys, and he, you know, uh, kind of known for um, having uh, leaning to the right politically, mm-hmm. but is has done research on how to communicate with the LGBTQ community in a way that is not offensive, in a way that they could hear his heart where... That's growing your heart. Where mm-hmm. there's some mutual respect there that's that's growing a heart. And then being willing to physically put yourself in the places yeah, where you're going to be effective, saying yeah. yes to being put in those places. So yeah, there's, right. my, there's my three within three. So I, I like it. Not oh. counter, but f- I have opinions on your three within three. Oh, this is why I like so you, Sweet. So, I don't think it's three. Oh. I think oh. it's five. Ooh. Hello. Because. Now we got a Pentagon. So, <laughs> yes, we do have a Pentagon going on. Because if you, I know you guys are NLT, you know, that's yes, your preferred. Are you NLT? I don't know. No. Someone, someone at Care Group is NLT. Jen likes NLT. Okay. What's your go-to? Again? ESV. ESV, okay. So, in NIV. Okay, I like okay. NIV too. NAS. Translation. Rob is judging so hard <laughs> over there. The translation of Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through twenty mm-hmm. is broken down into five parts. Okay, go, make, baptize, teach, and obey. Mm. So teach feels like your knowledge. Okay. Go feels like your place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heart kind of feels like make. Except, like, I, I see it fitting in there okay. some, to some extent. Okay. But I think obeying, that's what we're saying, like, making, saying yes. Like, that's always, like, saying yes to the next step, that's obeying. Mm. But then baptizing is just kind of, like, the extra piece. That, like, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a completion, not a completion, so to speak, but it's a, a capstone of sorts. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by process. this. And so I think, well, yes, I think your, your three-part diagram is very, it's good. It's but good. It could be expanded upon. We could, it, the five it's, part it might be Pentagon. missing. It might be missing the. Uh, so that would be missing. What were the two? Obey, which o- we have obey. in saying yes, but I think it works into this. Yeah, I mean, because we're kind of saying we're saying like saying yes to the knowledge, yeah. saying yes to yeah. the place, saying yes to growing your heart. Yeah, and then the baptize. The baptize is just like the the extra piece in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think your diagram's wrong. I just think there's more that could be. Uh, and that's that's entirely possible. Yeah. I came yeah. up with this like an hour ago. Okay. Well, hour and a half ago. Yeah. So, and it was, it was like like I, I like I said we're processing through this. So, yeah. that, I like that though. That's good. Yeah. Now you have Kyle's thoughts too. Mm-hmm. Definitely send us an email at info at missionridge.church. Well, <laughs> what my thoughts were is the oh. heart is like you're looking at people through God's lens instead of your own. Because mm. when I start looking at people who are frustrating or annoying or... Oh, leave me out of this conversation. Oh, only fill me with rage and anger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I feel personally attacked now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't think it would be that easy to hit you both. <sighs> but when I look at them with my lens, I can justify being angry with them. I can justify like not wanting to deal with somebody like that. Sure. But when I look at him like, okay, God, give me your eyes to see them. Let me see, like you see somebody who's hurting and broken, who's maybe angry because of past trauma. Like you start sure. looking for the why behind the reason they're the way they be are and you want to get to know them rather than just writing them off. Yeah. So nice. Removing a human bias. Usually mm-hmm. a good idea. Yep. Cool. Well, we've now officially gone longer than the sermon. Ooh. So footnotes can be completed for the day. How's the run going, Mike? <laughs> Just keep running, Mike. You're doing great. <laughs> love you, Mike. Mike, oh, you're awesome. I love that that's become a thing. <laughs> well... Thanks for joining us on another episode of Footnotes. We will be back at it again next week uh, talking about Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man. It'll be a wee little sermon. Sweet. (laughs) 62 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Bye. Don't forget, info at missionridge.church. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.